All right, everybody, let's jump right in uh, to part number two of release. If you remember during our weekday devotional, uh, we are studying uh, this thing called release. Uh, you may need to check in with uh, the last week's on the uh, podcast page uh, so you can catch up with the teaching because we're in this thing with release because I, I, and I told the story as far as why we're here and what I heard the spirit say and how I heard it getting bigger and bigger uh, within my spirit uh, one night that uh, God was basically saying um, that this is the season and that this is the time, this is the period where his people uh, here at Impact are going to experience release. Uh, and so you've got to go back to that first one to catch, all, you know, what all that may, means. But uh, we went through the different definitions of release to set free, to allow uh, something to move or to flow freely, to allow information to be generally available, uh, to allow or enable uh, someone to escape from uh, confinement. So we went down the different definitions of uh, release because God was saying that this is going to mean something different for different people uh, here at Impact at different point in times in their lives and, 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 and just like clockwork it's funny how the holy spirit works because uh like clockwork after we did that people were just opening up and sharing they were just texting me saying about what that word meant to them in that moment and there were several different responses one person was saying that they they believe god is starting to reveal things to them uh and, and you know we had talked about it in the whole um uh uh, uh revision uh, uh series and we're kind of still in the revision series. And it's so funny how everything's just kind of building. Everything's just kind of fitting together uh, here at Impact with all the teaching and stuff. And and it's funny because God is kind of tying it all together. And so it, with revision, and, you, know, you go further back to some of the other stuff, uh, how it's all piling up. And now we're in this whole thing with release, right? And and, and so someone said that they feel like God is, you know, releasing uh, uh, revelation to them, releasing information to them. Uh, someone said that they feel like their release is forgiveness, is letting go of things is letting go of hurt, letting go of people, uh, of, of, of people who hurt them. Uh, there was someone else who had texted me and said that they feel like their thing, their release is about a relationship. They've been trying their best to, to, to guide this person and to help this person to where it's been bringing physical stress and mental stress. And it's been holding them back on other things. And not that they're going to, not that, not that they are going to abandon this person. They're just saying that I need to release this. I can't carry this on my shoulders. I can't do this anymore. More, and, and they feel like that's their release. Uh, someone was saying that they believe that God is getting ready to release them into, in, into ministry, into serving other people because they've been in a season of preparation, they feel like, and they've been preparing and preparing and preparing. And they feel like when he, they heard that word release, that it was God saying, there is work for you to do. And you got to remember, we talked about the fact that when we talk about this release, it's, it's not release just for release sake. It's not freedom just for freedom's sake. It's not information flowing for information's sake. It's literally uh, designed by God for a purpose. And, and, and again, we talked about that in, in release part one. So you, you'll want to go back uh, and, and check uh, into that. Now, again, God is saying uh, that this is the season, this is the time, this is the period where his people will experience release. And the release we're talking about tonight, we're going to go through all different uh, 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 meanings of this, where we talked about God is going to release, uh, 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 he's going to be releasing to us, and we're going to be releasing things, and, and, and that means we're going to be receiving things. And so we're going to go through all these different uh, uh, definitions and variables when it comes to this word release. Uh, but if you can get that in your spirit, that this is my season uh, for release. This is the time where I'm going to experience uh, uh, release. So the part of uh, release we're talking about t t tonight, the aspect of release we're talking about tonight is God releasing. Uh, is it, We're looking at God releasing to me. 
Now, here are the areas that we're talking about now tonight. God releasing spiritual, right? Revelation, the spiritual information that perhaps hidden at one point in time will be revealed to us by the Spirit of God and God releasing needs, material things. Now, I want to look at the scriptures. Okay, let's jump in. I know how we do here at Impact. 1 Corinthians uh, 2. Uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, uh, 10 through 12. Uh, now, if you start up at 8, when it comes to uh, verse 8 in the same scripture, uh, this is like where the whole revision thing started. If you go back to, to, to listen to revision part 1, where, uh, where, we, where uh, we, we were talking about, you know, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, the thing, uh, and no mind has, and it hasn't been conceived in the, in the mind of man, what God has uh, for those, what he has prepared for those who love him, right? And so we started that with a revision. Now, uh, we also was here a couple weeks ago. This is been like almost our theme uh, scripture, our theme group of scriptures right here uh, in 1 Corinthians 2. If you start at 8 and work your way down uh, uh, to about uh, 15 or so, uh, maybe even 16. That's kind of been our theme the last couple of weeks, but here we go. So God releasing to me, okay? We talked about God releasing revelation. God is going to start releasing revelation. Uh, uh, ch- check this out, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 10 through 12. Uh, I'm going to read it. I'm reading it from the NLT. But it was t- uh, to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. Watch this. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirits. And we have received what? God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has what? Freely given us. This is telling us that God, listen, when it comes to release, God is going to start releasing information. He's going to start releasing his thoughts. He's going to start releasing revelation to you. Watch this, but how? Through his spirit, right? So we've got this. God is going to start uh, releasing uh, uh, information, revelation. Now go to uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Again, I'm reading from the NLT. We're talking about God now releasing what? Needs, material things, things that you need. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, and it's important that we say this, uh, 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 that we read the scripture when it comes to this. Second uh, Corinthians 9, 8. Here we go. Watch this. Uh, 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 for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, right? I just started a sentence above verse 8. Now, here's verse 8. It says, and God will generously provide all you need then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Uh, Their good deeds will be remembered forever. That God is also going to be releasing unto you the things that you need, watch this, so that you can do good work. I'm going to read that in a different version um, uh, just so you can get it uh, in, a, in, in a different way. I'm going to read from, let me see, let me switch my computer here to, uh, uh, to New King James Version. I want you, I want you to see this. Uh, very important. Here we go. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. That was NLT. I'm reading New King James Version. Watch this. God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, watch this, may have an abundance for every good work. See, it's not about releasing needs and material things to you so you can have and just have and just and just uh, hoard and hoard and keep and keep and eat and eat and consume and consume. No, 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 no. He says he's going to make all grace abound towards you so that you always having all sufficiency in all things that you can have an abundance for what? 
for every good work. He's going to release to you so that you can continue to do every good work, uh, as we read um, last week, for the good work that he has uh, predestined for you. If you check out Ephesians 2.10, uh, where it talks about, uh, we, we we're talking about that we're being set free, and God is releasing us, what, to do good works. And we see here in 2 Corinthians 9.8 that he's going to make sure that we have every single thing that we need uh, uh, from a needs standpoint uh, to make sure that we can abound in every good work and that we can do this good work. I'm just going to read um, uh, 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 from uh, um, Ephesians 2.10 just to tie it all together. It was last week, uh, but it, it was part of last week's lesson, but I want to tie it together. Uh, together. Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God, what, prepared in advance for us to do. So we say, I have a good work for you to do. Right. So we talk about releasing to do good work. I've got a good work for you to do. And I'm also going to make sure that you are able that I'm going to make all grace abound towards you. This is Second Corinthians 9, 8. So that you that you always uh, you ha- having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. So I've got the good work already predestined for you. And I'm going to make sure that you have a sufficiency in all things. And, and that, you know, we have these we have these things where we take out certain parts of our lessons here at Impact where we where we make these like like our affirmations and things that we say. Remember, we talked about Sunday, how important it is to watch over what we say, and we got to speak the word. Speak this scripture right here over your life, that God is making all grace abound towards me, that I will be, that I will have, that uh, that I will be sufficient in all things, May ha- that I will have an abundance for every good work. Meaning you can repeat this scripture and make it personal. Second Corinthians 9, 8, you can say that God is going to make all grace abound towards me, that I will uh, have all sufficient efficiency in all things and, and 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 that's one of the things that we should repeat time and time and time again as we go through this okay so we see this release we gotta get back to release all right so so we saw the release of, of revelation in first corinthians two ten. right we saw a release in, in of material things those needs now again those material things what so we can um uh have an abundance for every good work right now here we go if god is going to release to me then i need to make sure that there are no issues in recognizing and receiving what god is releasing okay these are, these are things that we've got to say this to ourselves, that if God is going to release to me, if he's going to release revelation to me and he's going to release these, these, these material things, these things that I need, if he's going to release this stuff to me, then I need to make sure that there are no issues in recognizing and receiving what God is releasing. All right. Now watch this. I need to pray for eyes to see spiritually and ears to hear spiritually in order to recognize what God is releasing to me, especially when it comes to revelation. Listen, it's a matter of being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Remember, we just read in 1 Corinthians 2, uh, 10 through 12, that, 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 the, that, the, that God reveals the deep things to his spirit, and his spirit is in us. And so it is the spirit that reveals to us the deep things in God. I've got to be sensitive to the spirit because, remember, it is possible— what if God releases this stuff and because I'm not sensitive to the spirit and because I'm not seeing with my spiritual eye, because I'm not hearing with my spiritual ears, instead I'm, I'm being carnal and looking at things in this world that I miss what God is releasing. He's already released it. It's right there in front of my face, but I don't see it. That's possible. Don't forget, and we, read, we, we, we were here a, a couple weeks ago where Jesus, looking down on Jerusalem, wept over Jerusalem. He said, because all, the, all this stuff is going to happen to you guys, and, 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 and this is going to happen, that's going to happen to your children, and this is going to happen. And he, said, and he says, uh, all because your day of, of deliverance was here, and you did not recognize it. 
Oh, we don't want to we don't want to miss what God is releasing simply because we're not tuned into the Holy Spirit. We don't have eyes to see. We don't have ears to hear and we're not recognizing. We need to pray and say, God, make sure that help me to stay tuned into the Holy Spirit. Help me to have eyes to see and ears to hear in order to recognize it. Now, watch this. The Holy Spirit will help you recognize this stuff. Go to John. Go to John 14. Y'all know we we use the we use the Bible here. John 14, uh, uh, 16 through 17. John 14, 16 through 17. Here's Jesus. I'm going to start at 15. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. In some translations, it says another helper who will never leave you. Here we go. He is the Holy Spirit who does what? Leads you into all truth. The Holy Spirit's job is to lead you to all truth. God is going to release some of this stuff to you, and sometimes we won't be able to recognize it. As we saw in 1 Corinthians 2.10, we won't be able to recognize it, but the Holy Spirit will, and he will lead us into all truth. Go, uh, truth. Go to John 16.13. Uh, Again, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about being able to recognize what God is releasing uh, to his people. John 16.13. Here we go. When the, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you, what? Into all truth truth, that you will be guided to all truth, all the revelation, all the things God is trying to drop to you, the signs you will be able to recognize it as long as you stay sensitive to the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Now, here we go about, uh, uh, so that's the revelation, right? Now, here we go about about, about God releasing those needs. Now, um, uh, we've got to be able to recognize it and receiving it. So we just talked about recognizing it. The Holy Spirit is going to help us recognize it. Now, here's the thing about receiving it. Uh, so we talked about praying for eyes to see and ears to hear in order to, to recognize it. Now, in order to receive it, I need to pray that I become empty, that I empty myself of things that currently fill me up so that I can increase my capacity to be filled. Okay, here we go. I need to empty myself. I need to pray. I need to pray to empty myself of things that currently fill me up in order to increase my capacity to be filled. Listen, it, this, this is basic physics. Y'all know this. It is impossible to put more stuff into something that's already full. And, and here's the thing. When, when I'm talking about things that are already full, I'm not even talking about things uh, that, that, that's full, filled with something bad. I mean, sometimes we're just full of, of the way God used to uh, 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 move us and used to do things with us and how he used to speak to us. I mean, you know, we, we say, oh, I longed the days of, you know, of church 20 years ago. It's like, well, maybe he's not moving with you that way now. Maybe he's got something new for you. Maybe he's got something different he's doing. And sometimes we have these, these things that we hold on to mentally and, and, and emotionally and things like that. And we got to empty ourselves of that. Sometimes it's, it's, we got to empty ourselves of the way we expect God to move and the things we, we, we may want and our plans and things like that. And we've got to be empty, watch this, in order for God to fill us up. And the thing is, is that God, look, 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 he, he can search the, our hearts and search on the inside and see what's in, what, God, what is in me uh, uh, that needs to be emptied out. Take a look at Psalm 139, uh, 23. And 24. Psalm 139, uh, verse 23 and 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Here we go. 
point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. That Listen, if you need to be searched out for things that are in you that needs to be empty, you pray about that, you search me, God, and reveal to me the things that are inside of me that I need to empty out. And listen, again, I'm not talking about, oh, well, well what sins am I hiding, empty of, of, of my sins? I, yeah, that's fine. We know that. We're going to we, we're going to try to live right. But the point is, is that there may be things in us that 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 aren't bad or aren't sinful. They just don't need to be in us. It's taken up space. Our, our former thoughts, our former ways, our expectations of, of where we think God is going to do and how we think God's going to do it this way. And God's like, man, you're so full of what you think I'm going to do. You're going to miss what I'm actually going to do. You're going to miss actually how I'm going to receive. You're, or sometimes uh, we're full of our own uh, esteem and our own pride based on degrees we have or, or our career or the people that are in our lives. And we think that that's, and we think that that is what God is doing or we think that it, or that's where we find our peace or our joy. And we're going to find that that's just filling up space where God could put real peace and real joy and real uh, satisfaction uh, uh, right there. Okay, here we go. Uh, uh, um, uh, we're talking about God uh, searching us out and emptying, and emptying us. Go to Jeremiah 17, uh, uh, 10. It says, but I, the Lord, search all the hearts and examine secret motives. Here we go. Listen, God will examine your heart and will reveal to us what we're full of. And we need to start emptying out. Now, watch this. We got to make sure that we also see the value in empty things. So uh, I've got this water uh, bottle here, right, that I'm, that I'm drinking water out of. Actually, it's all gone now. Now, here's the thing. This bottle's value never changes. The bottle's value never changes. Uh, now, the, the, it, it, it's what's inside the bottle that actually increases the bottle's value. So, so here we go. This, this bottle is, is empty, and it has no value to someone who's thirsty. Now, once you put water in it, it has value to a person who's thirsty. Now, now watch this. If the, if the bottle now has water in it, but I just had water, this bottle can just sit here on the counter. I don't need it anymore. Even though it has water in it, it has no value. It's about what's in it. But the, but the, but the purpose, watch this, but the purpose of the empty bottle is to fill it with something that's, need, that's needed. It all depends on what's in it. So the purpose of us as vessels for God to use is for him to pour something in us of value that's needed at the time. So here we go. Here we go. So the same bottle that has water in it, yeah, the value of the water is fine as long as I need water. But if there was an empty bottle, if this bottle was empty with no water in it, and I decided to roll up a bunch of $20 bills and put $20 bills in the bottle until that was full with, with $20 bills, that bottle becomes way more valuable than what it had with the water. Why? Because of what's inside of it. And so we have to start seeing these empty bottles. Listen, empty bottles in our lives. This empty bottle right here, I'm just going to throw it in the recycling bin because I have no use for it because I have other water bottles, right? But if I needed something to put something in or needed something to pour something in, I need an empty bottle because I can't pour anything into the full water bottles that I hear. If I do that, now watch this. If I got something that I want to pour into this water bottle that's full, right? If I start pouring it into the water bottle, the only thing that's going to happen is the substance that's in the bottle is going to start to f- spill out. And the stuff that I'm trying to pour into the bottle is also going to spill. And I'll have a small little mix of stuff in the bottle, but I'll have a bigger mess on the floor. Okay? And so what we need to do is make sure we empty ourselves out so as God is pouring in, there's room for that stuff without spilling everything. All right? Here we go. Here we go. Watch this. We got to start seeing the value 
of the things. Because watch this. It's not about what's not in the empty thing. It's about what can be in the empty thing. Listen, it's not about what's, what's not in the empty jar. It's not about what's not in the empty basket. It's not about what's not in the empty vessel. It's about what can be in the empty vessel. Listen, it's about potential. It's about possibilities. It's about purpose. All these things are in emptiness. And we don't look at emptiness that way. There's, there's potential in emptiness because if, as long as it's empty, I, listen, if this water bottle is full of water, there's nothing I can do with, with, with it because it just has water in it. All I can do is drink the water. But if the water bottle was empty, I can put money in it, and then it's got value. I can put something else other than water. I mean, I can put, you know, orange juice or anything else like that. I can, I can do, I can sit there. If I need to dig up a plant, I can put, you know, in this empty jar or an empty vase, you can put a flowers in it, but if there's stuff already in it, you can't put anything in there. And so there's, there's potential and there's possibilities and there's purpose right there in emptiness. Come on, let's go to the Bible. Let's go to the Bible and talk about, uh, talk about the, 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 the value of emptiness. Go to, go to second Kings. Here we go. Here we go. Cause I've, I've been talking too much without 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 giving you Bible without giving you Bible. We got to we got to do Bible. And here's what's so funny. Uh, maybe I'll, no, I'll share this later. I'll share that towards the end. Here we go. I'm going to read. Uh, yeah, this is New Kings, uh, New King James Version. Second uh, Kings, chapter four, verse one through six. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, "Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know what." Uh, your servant feared, and you and you know that your servant feared the Lord, uh, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So they was in some issues; they had some trouble here. Here we go. So Elisha said to her, "What shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house?" And she said, "Your maid servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil." Let's stop right here for a second. He asked her what she had in the house. She's sitting here responding, saying, "I have nothing in the house except the jar." Remember, we talked about the importance of what you say. He. <laughs> He just asked her, "What do you have in the house?" I have nothing but this jar, uh, 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 but this jar of oil. Now watch this. He says to her, "Go borrow vessels from everywhere. Uh, go borrow these jars from all your neighbors." He says, "Empty vessels. Don't just gather a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you, and your sons then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones." Uh, and so she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full, uh, she said to her sons, "Bring another vessel." And he said to her, "There's not another vessel." Uh, so, uh, uh, so the oil ceased. And so basically he said, get all these vessels, get all of, get as many empty vessels. Here we go. Get as many, what empty vessels as possible. And we're going to pour this oil into the vessels and it's going to keep pouring until you, until you run out of vessels. Meaning, meaning as long as there was something empty around her, the miracle was going to keep going. As long as the, as long as there was something empty with her, that God was going to continue to supply this oil from, from what she had in this little, this little flask of oil was going to continue to pour and continue to pour as long as she had an empty vessel to pour it into. And I'm trying to tell you that as long as you continuously empty yourself and as long as you continuously wipe the slate clean as long as you continuously give God an empty vessel every morning every moment of your life and you say I am an empty vessel for you as long as you are an empty vessel he's going to make sure that he keeps pouring into you and pouring into you and pouring into you and it's so funny because here she is talking about you know, this is, this is, uh, all, I don't have anything except this little bit of, uh, of oil. And look what God was able to do with just a little bit. It's so funny. It's, it's something about God where he does things with what you have. 
we, even when it's a little bit. He he did exactly what he needed to do with what she had, and all she did was see it as a little bit. The thing, watch this, the thing that she discounted as not even worth mentioning, as almost as if she has nothing, was exactly what God used to bless her. The thing that she wasn't even thinking about, the thing she, well, I don't have nothing. I accept this little bit thing. The thing that she just discounted as useless was the exact thing that God used, but she had to get what? Empty vessels. It's so funny because he didn't, sometimes we go, I heard a preacher preach this one time. He said, sometimes, you know, he told the, told the lady to go get empty vessels. Sometimes we want people to help us and we won't accept empty vessels. We want to go to our neighbor's house and get full vessels, <laughs> vessels full of things. But God couldn't, he couldn't bless her with that if you had brought full vessels. They had to be empty jars. They had to be empty jars. Okay, here we go. Uh, 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 one more thing i want to i want to i want to talk about this emptiness okay let's go to john chapter uh two john chapter two where's my bible empty vessels empty vessels here we go john two we got to be empty listen as long as long as there were empty vessels in that woman's house she had oil to pour and that's what god's saying as long as you give me an empty vessel i'm going to pour into you come on y'all give them an empty vessel here we go uh john two we're talking about empty vessels John 2. We'll start at 1. The next day, uh, there was a wedding celebration in the village of uh, Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and, the, and Jesus uh, and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festival, so Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. Uh, Dear woman, this is not our problem. Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. Now, why are you telling me this? This is, not, this is not for me to do. But his mother told uh, the servants, do whatever he tells you. So almost as if Jesus never said anything to her. I mean, it's like she didn't listen to him. Uh, she sounds like me sometimes uh, not listening uh, but anyway verse 6 uh, standing nearby were six stone water jars um, used for Jewish ceremonial washing each could hold 20 to 30 gallons Jesus told the servants fill the jars with water so apparently the jars must have been empty if he told them to fill it with water. Here you go, using empty things, right, the potential. But he said fill it with water. Now when the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of the ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, uh, uh, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. And so, you know, you can read the rest of the story. The point is, is that he took these, 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 these jars and put water in it and turn it into wine. He took these empty jars, right? Now watch this. Here's what's amazing. That he took water, not what they asked for. That was not what his mother asked him to do. She said, can you put water in the wine? Jesus could do all kinds of miracles. He could have had the empty barrels there and then just look at them or touch them, and the next thing you know, they're full with wine. But he told them to put water in it. I told you there's something about God that uses what you, there's something about, he just he uses what you have and then does something miraculous out of it. And some, and that's why we can't get so caught up in the way something, in the in when God releases something to us, that it's not looking the way that we want it to look or it's not looking the way that we thought it would look like or or even if it comes to us and it's not even directly what we asked for they didn't ask for jars for the water she asked him to turn he she asked him to to supply more wine and so he then says okay get these jars and I put water in it what you putting water in it for we didn't ask for that because sometimes these miracle comes these miracles come in ways that you don't expect it they come in ways that you didn't ex- expect it the way you didn't think and it may come to you in a way that it's like I didn't ask for this but he's going to take the exact thing that he sent you even though he didn't you didn't ask for it he's given it to you and it's going to be the very path of the very platform that your miracle uh, is, 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 is given to you so now we got to empty ourselves of our plans our ways our perceived thoughts 
This is how God's going to do it, of complaining, of relying on our own strength. We got to, and again, that's just some of the stuff, that's just some of the stuff that, that just comes to mind when I say empty ourselves. We just read those two scriptures earlier today in Psalms and uh, Psalm 139 and Jeremiah 17, where it's God who searches our heart. God, search my heart. Tell me what I need to empty myself out of. Help me be an empty vessel full of potential, full of purpose, full of promise, full of, full of, there's just so much that you can, full of opportunity of just being empty. And that as long as I'm empty, you'll continue to pour into me. Let's pray. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much for uh, this word that's coming forth, Lord God. Thank you so much for the release, Lord God. Thank you for the release. Thank you for the release. Thank you for the release. Continue to release, Lord God, in our lives. And as we study this release, Lord God, we ask that you continue to show us what needs to be released in our lives, what we need to be released, Lord God, and what you are releasing. Let us be sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that we can see it and recognize it and receive it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, folks. So um, we'll get back together uh, on Thursday night. Um, also on Sunday, uh, we're going to be on the same Zoom line uh, at noon. And Sunday, um, you know, we're going to do communion on Zoom. We're going to do communion together. Uh, on Zoom on Sunday. All right, y'all, take it easy.